One of the roles that Torah plays right now is in giving people a mirror to what they're feeling, what they're experiencing, and maybe even a window <laughs> yeah. to where they want to go. I'm Alana Steinheim, Rosh Beit Midrash and Senior Fellow at the Shalom Hartman Institute. I'm excited to share that I am the host of Texting, a new podcast where ancient wisdom meets contemporary relevance from Hartman's award-winning digital team. On each show, Hartman scholars Christine Hayes, Yona Hain, or Leora Botnitsky will join me to delve into a Torah text that offers insight and inspiration about the issues that matter to you and to our community. I got the feeling from the various explanations that the rabbis gave that God also feels broken. You can listen to texting at shalomhartman.org forward slash texting or wherever you get your podcasts. I look forward to learning with you. Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one meaty page of Talmud each day. And today's pages, Bavakama 71 and 72, contain a really kind of funny anecdote that has been kind of perplexing rabbis for centuries. It begins with a discussion between Rav and Rav Nachman. And here is what the Talmud tells us. The discussion between Rava and Rav Nachman occurred in the evening. You don't really have to follow the intricacies of what they are talking about. But here is what happens next. On the following morning, the Talmud continues, Rav Nachman retracted his statement and said to Rava, the merciful one states, five oxen, and this means that even five half oxen are included. Rav Nachman explained his change of mind. And the reason that I did not say so to you last night is because... I had not eaten ox meat. The rabbis asked and asked and asked and wondered and wondered and wondered, what does it mean I had not eaten ox meat? Why would eating or not eating ox meat be a factor in Rav Nachman changing his mind? And the explanation most of them alighted on is that he didn't really mean ox meat, but rather meat. He was basically saying, dude, when I said what I said yesterday, I kind of said it on an empty stomach, and only today, once I had eaten, and not just eaten, but eaten meat, can I actually think clearly. In other words, the rabbis are telling us, it's kind of hard to really make up your mind and ponder really things that require your utmost brain power, unless you have consumed a good, hearty, meaty dinner or breakfast or lunch. This is a provocative statement, and I'm here to discuss it with fellow carnivore and producer, Josh Cross. Welcome back to Take One. Thanks for having me, Liel. And before you say anything else, let me just say that as an avid listener and consumer of this podcast as well, I take a little bit of umbrage with the suggestion that the specifics weren't met, because didn't a few pages ago we have something where like we can ignore the ambiguities, but he said Oxmead, so maybe it's just the specific that matters, right? Well, now, since you are being so Talmudic, and I do mean this as a compliment, we have different interpreters, including the famous Ra'avad, who suggested a reference to ox meat was actually a, kind of a, a riddle meant both to say, hey, man, I was hungry and I really didn't eat meat, so I didn't think properly, but also kind of a hint 
as Rav Adin Steinzels taught us, to the case itself, which, of course, dealt with the question about paying back five times the value of an ox. And Tosfos and, and other interpreters in the Duff actually accept a similar interpretation. But whether the meat he consumed or not consumed was ox or not ox, Josh Cross, here is a Talmud. Here's Rav Nachman basically hinting, dude, unless you've consumed a hearty, meaty meal, you cannot actually really think properly. Agree or disagree? Uh, uh, While I tend to agree, I think that might be personal, and I certainly will agree that you think differently on a belly full of beef than you do on a stomach full of, I don't know, strawberries. Now, this this is an interesting question because, you know, I could easily see the opposite argument being made and we say like look when you eat a lot of meat you're sort of sleepy kind of lethargic not exactly at your sharpest uh isn't that also true oh absolutely and i i think there is some sense here that perhaps it is really the sense of being fully sated to thinking right a starving person definitely is going to be making different intellectual calculations than somebody who has just opened their pants because they've had one too many bites of a ribeye that had been put in front of them. Not, not, not that either of us would know anything about no, that. No, 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 no. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely clear that a full belly makes one think different than others. And for those who have suffered from the um, condition known as uh, le sweats du meat. Uh, certainly, meat sweats uh, would be indicative of a physical uh, ramification of being full of animal products. And I would definitely would say that we do think differently in those circumstances. I also think it's a lesson in or a reminder to be aware about what we consume and how it affects what we're thinking. I think it's, it, it, it's a good reminder that regardless of what we're eating, to know that what we put into our bodies is, is going to affect what comes out of our mouths uh, intellectually. I love that because, you know, I, I think that very often uh, there is a tendency, especially when, when, when speaking to people like you and me who, uh, shall we say, set a lot of store by, uh, by what it is that they enjoy consuming, that there may be some kind of dichotomy between the sort of austere intellectual life of the mind and the lower, more lowly life of the body. And that maybe people like us who spend a lot of time and energy uh, preparing, consuming, digesting, obsessing over food uh, are somehow less than. Is this our big kind of vindication and validation, the moment in which the Talmud says, hey, look, guys, uh, you actually can't really think properly on an empty stomach, meat or no meat. So uh, those people who really, really care a lot uh, about what they eat and who take very good care in, in you know, kind of consuming uh, only only the finest, actually, they may be doing their, uh, their brains and their souls alike a favor. Absolutely. If you do follow the science of consumption, a lot of more modern research will link like things like depression to gut health and what you're eating, and not just you should be eating yogurt to have the right biome, but all the things. If you're not being a really reasonably balanced omnivore, which is what whether we believe that Hashem or evolution got us there, it directly affects not just our moods and our thoughts and our like balances, but also the way we see the world. So absolutely, whether it is the Talmud or a scientist telling us that it's it's pretty damn clear 
if you're not eating right, you're not thinking right. So let me ask you the last and most important question I'll ask you uh, today. What's for dinner? I am about to take out of the freezer, fresh from uh, the butcher that I visit upstate, a couple of duck confit legs that I'm going to serve to my kids. <laughs> for me, for me, because I have been to my doctor, my scientist, if you will, I'm going to have a salad. Oh, très bien. Josh Cross, Betevon, <laughs> bon appétit, and enjoy dinner. Have a good one. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you are really going to love the new book just published by me. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. You can order it now at your local bookstore or directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is, you know, a smile. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs and other swag at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>